thought at first that the blonde chick was Starbuck. Forget Caprica, they could do something about this. Had he been attacked and his gun was on him, then he could use it. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is minicast number four. We're going to talk about the Battlestar minisode episode number six, leading up to Razor. We have no news this time, so let's get right into our discussion. Interesting. I was half expecting to see Lee open behind the door. <laughs> I really thought at first that the blonde chick was uh, Starbuck. Yeah, I did too. I really did. I'm wondering if the whole reference to the Diana is supposed to be really significant. I was wondering that too. I was like, Diana, Diana, what, what does that mean? Geminon, who's from Geminon? Yeah. I don't know at this point. I, it might come up later, but I, I couldn't find anything that was indicative of a connection. Could it just be dialogue? It could, but <laughs> That's when too you're, simple. When we are going over every frame of this thing. But yeah, I thought it was Starbuck too. And then they showed her like two or three more times and it. I was like, no. I had one little weird thing. Last week, when he went to the resurrection tank, he put his weapon down on the lip of the tank. And I thought that was very, that was just bad military sort of thing. I don't think you should put your weapon down in a hostile place because if whatever reason something happens and you get separated from it, then you're separated from it. And then this week he did something similar, but I don't know where the weapon went. All of a sudden he's crowbarring the door, but I don't know where his gun is. Did he put it down the ground? Did he put it on a shelf somewhere? Because when he was moving, it wasn't holstered to him. It's pretty big. You'd see it flopping around his waist. And then when he left, we saw him pretty much the whole time. He didn't bend over at any point in time. Yeah, I had noticed that continuity bit of him, whether he had the gun or not. I, I, I mean, no one really cares. I mean, normal people just watch this stuff and they don't care. But I'm always... Movies and stuff, I always pick stuff up. I know this is a slight tangent, but in Scent of a Woman... When Al Pacino is in that house and the shot goes from Pacino to the kid, Pacino to the kid, back and forth. And Al Pacino is drinking a uh, whiskey in, on ice and it's a full glass, it's a half glass, it's a full glass, it's a half glass, it's a full glass, it's a half glass. Every shot, it just changes. So I always pick things up, but no one ever notices. A lot of movies have stuff like that. I notice that quite a bit when I'm watching something for the second time. If you notice like shots going like one over one person's shoulder back to the other person, back, you'll notice that they're... Especially if they're gesturing a lot, the hands won't be quite in the same place. Right. Just still things like that. And they do their best in editing to, well, there's to a, eliminate it. But. There are people on set whose purpose is to take Polaroids or snapshots right. of scenes right after they cut them or, you know, whatever, so that when they come back to reshoot, they can be in the same place. Well, mm-hmm. even Ronald D. Moore brought one of those up in his uh, podcast where they had the radiation patch. And he said that when they were doing editing... I guess when Kat came back or someone came back, it was supposed to be black, but nobody painted it black, so they had to do it in post-production. But either way, going back to the mini-sode, Adama left himself wide open for attack. Maybe. If someone had come up behind him... Yeah. In that heat of the moment, he doesn't know. He, he sees civilians, so that's his job is to protect But as one them. person, what is he going to do? Is he going to well, take all those civilians out of somewhere that he doesn't even have a ship? If you t- if you break him out of jail and you're, t- you're together on, outside of the jail, it's better than... Him being there and the civilians being in jail. And plus, I don't know, maybe he thought this place looks abandoned. It's, you know, it's pretty wrecked. There's nobody here. There was a big noise crashing into the place and no one came to look for the, you know, to see what happened. So maybe he made a judgment call, said this is, you know, maybe somewhat an abandoned place. Or had he been attacked and his gun was on him, then he could use it. (laughs) (laughs) The structure next to the facility they're in looks a lot to me, like the elongated spars of a 
version 2.0 base star. Oh, the, yeah, that showed them it taking off? Yeah. Oh, I agree. Might be seeing the beginnings of... Do you think in that shot he was in the base star? I th- or, or do you think he was outside and the reason it was shaking and quaking is because just a massive thing I think it was off. because it was massive. Because when he crash landed in there, there was a shot of him going into that like warehouse looking thing through the, the roof. Right. Yeah, it looks like a shed or something. Yeah, like a, right, right. a big industrial building. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. It's just, it was just shaking because of the massive weight leaving. I said this a couple weeks ago. I just think it's an awesome casting of Adama. It's awesome because he looks like Lee. And so, you know, people have said that I look like my dad when he was my age. So I think that's just a fantastic casting. To me, he doesn't look so much like Lee. To me, he looks more like a young Adama than he looks like. He doesn't look like Lee, but he looks like he could be a brother to Lee. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he looks like he's related to Lee. Yeah. That's what I mean by looks like. Not. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really necessarily look like Adama, uh, the father, but uh, he definitely looks like he belongs to the family. Yeah. I hope we see more of this, not just this actor, but like this time frame. Forget Caprica. They could do something about this, you know, might bring in the old original series fans even more, or maybe they're not. Maybe they'd be like, no, if you're going to go and bring back the old ships... Bring back the pharaoh helmets and the, you know, everybody else. Can we bring back a... a Muffet? No. <laughs> Boxy? You know what, though? When I was in my costume, I was calling Nina Daggett all day. I was calling her. I said she was my little Daggett. Your dog. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about this late, but I thought it would have been so funny if I had just you know kept on telling you guys that I was going to bring in Lydia as Yoda and I was going to come in Luke Skywalker, blah, blah, blah. And then the day of the Halloween... I show up looking like a 1978 Battlestar Galactica pilot. I think that would have been hysterical. Yeah. The cape. Ooh, the cape. I miss the cape. <laughs> I do. Okay, I guess that wraps up this minicast. Next time, we will be talking about the final minisode leading up to Razor. So, we have a lot to talk about. Until then, we'll see you next time. So, say we all. Try to be a little bit more enthusiastic with your bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Oh. <laughs> now you can't use it. Say it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll say it. Bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. <sighs> <laughs>